I'm launch consultant Jackie Hayes, and welcome to Launch Lessons, a special mini-series of the Here's What I Learned podcast. Each week for the next five weeks, I'm sharing the most impactful launch lessons of some of my favorite online business owners. If you're in the middle of a launch or have one coming soon, listen in and learn from these incredible entrepreneurs. Today's guest, Deanna Seymour, and I are 100% on the same page when it comes to launching. Experiment and make it yours. I love the launch stories Deanna shares, so take a listen and enjoy. Hey, what's up? My name is Deanna Seymour, and I'm a graphic designer and marketing strategist. I take your brilliant ideas and make beautiful visuals to make sure people pay attention to what you have to say and what you have to sell. So when Jackie asked me to participate in this, I was like, uh, oh yeah, my first launch lesson is that I hate launches and I never want to do them. So there's no way I could be a part of this series. But then I sat with it for a second and realized that I just do them a little bit differently. And to be honest, I don't do them often, but I did think of a couple things about launches that I could share. So here goes. The first one is what I call my Instagram stories experiments. So they're basically like a super, super, super soft launch of any like harebrained scheme that I have and that I think would be a good offer. So the thing is, people will tell you all day long that your new idea is great, but until you get someone to prove that by giving you money for it, it doesn't really matter. You know, like your friends are like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. But then when you open your cart, you're like, uh, hello, hello? So, I mean, if you have a business, the point is for people to buy things from you. So back when I first started my business, I did a week of daily experiments on Instagram and had people just pay me through Kofi, coffee, Kofi, buy me a coffee, you know that place. And if they wanted the thing that I offered that day, they would just pay me through there. So it was super low tech and simple. Like, I don't even think I had invested in Thrivecart yet. So I just scraped together a scrappy little way to get their money. And they would just message me on Instagram and be like, yeah. I want this. And then I would be like, okay, here, go pay me here. And they did. And then I made the thing. So some experiments didn't sell at all. (laughs) And one in particular sold like hotcakes. That was my custom gift stickers. So I was like super, super stoked. This was right when I started my business. It was the first time people were actually giving me money and I like had work to do. It turns out that I was totally undercharging for those gifts, which is probably why they were selling like hotcakes. But... I needed to sell some and make some in order to learn that. And then I was like, okay, these take longer than I thought. Like, there's some admin work to doing this. I have to get their colors, whatever. So the next time I did it, I bumped the price up a little. And I have actually, like, continued to offer gifts every once in a while as a pop-up in my business. Um, One time my iPhone broke, and those things are expensive. And I was like, I'm going to do a gift sale. And I got money and went to the Apple Store and bought my new iPhone. So It's been like a really fun way. Plus, I really like making them. So it's not something they're so small and I don't I don't charge that much. So it's not really like a offer that's always there, but it's kind of a fun little, you know, in influx of money if I need it in my business. It's always there as sort of like a background. So I didn't have to do a lot of work. And then I knew like, okay, this is something people want. And it also gave me that information about how much they were willing to pay because I've experimented too a little bit with like less revisions, charging more, making rules around. Like I've been able to figure that out. So 
And also, thank goodness that I didn't spend a bunch of money and time flushing out the ideas that no one even wanted during that week of experiments. So I always sort of go to my Instagram stories first to say like, hey, I have this cool idea. Who wants it? But they have to pay me. They have to prove it. They can't just say like, yeah, that's a great idea. And then I think, oh, it's a great idea. I'm going to go do a bunch of work to make this happen and then hope they pay me. Like if someone really thinks it's a good idea, they're going to get out their credit card and prove it. You know what I mean? So that was like the first thing that came to my mind about launching. Because that was way back when I started and I just feel like it was like the kickstart I needed in my business. So the next thing that I thought would be kind of a fun story is that um, when I, like later on in my business, when I was ready to officially launch my mastermind, I had this idea to send seven days of emails telling stories from my life. So the common thread through all of the emails was going to be about community. And so like each email, I would talk about stuff, like I referenced people. It's kind of like, I don't know, I, I'm come from an art background. So it was, it was like a body of work, right? It wasn't just a bunch of random emails that covered different things. It was really was kind of a story of my life. Like I talked about my husband and his band. And then later in a couple emails, I talk about our wedding. And then I'm like, oh, remember this person that I mentioned? She was my makeup artist at this, you know, so it was it was kind of fun, I think, for people to follow along and, and hear the whole story. So it also made sense because I was selling a community. So this this idea of me telling all these different stories about my friends and my family and the community that I kind of grew up in. So like, I came from sort of a punk rock DIY kind of background. And so I've always just really loved the idea of everyone learning from everyone else and helping each other out. And you know, different people have different talents. So like, what can they bring to the table? And like, that's kind of what a mastermind is. So it just made sense for me to tell the stories throughout my life of that to kind of say, do you want to be in this community that I'm making now? So I loved, love, love, loved writing those emails. (laughs) And it was like a little trip down memory lane for me. Like I said, I talked about like me wanting to be in a band, my husband's band, my wedding, how friends helped us at my wedding. And like, even the time I was in MLM, how that was a community and, you know, went into details on that. But anyways, um, even like an annual event in Richmond that was called Best Friends Day. So Those emails are rad. I'm very proud of them. And I loved writing them. But then when I started sending them, I was like, Brene Brown, look out. I was being so vulnerable and nervous. Like I was being so personal and sharing so much of my life. And no one was buying. (laughs) I was like, ah, they hate me. Oh, my God, what am I doing? Like, it was so stressful. It was like I asked somebody to the prom. And then they like weren't texting me back for seven whole days. So Um, a fun fact actually about ADHD, so which I happen to have, is that a lot of people with ADHD also struggle with something called RSD, which stands for rejection sensitive dysphoria. I always say dysmorphia, but it's dysphoria. And so I actually, to prepare for this episode, like found a little definition online, which it said extreme emotional sensitivity and pain triggered by the perception that a person has been rejected or criticized by important people in their life. So it can also be triggered by a sense of falling short, failing to meet their own high standards or others' expectations. So I definitely get this. So this is like when you're like, 
oh my God, why aren't they texting me back? Have you ever had somebody like texting and the dots come up, but then they stop writing? That's that's the time where I'm like, oh my gosh, what did I say? What did I do? They're so mad at me, whatever. So it doesn't even really matter if it's real. Like I start telling myself stories. I start feeling like I'm being rejected, even if it's not true yet. Like if my cart's still open, it's not over till it's over, right? But it was very stressful for my brain to navigate. And I think amplified a little bit by how personal my emails were. So people did end up buying, but they didn't buy until the second to last day and the very last day. And ultimately it was like a great lot. Like I was fine. I don't usually set strict business goals, but I was like happy with what happened. But it was seven days of stress for me, which I did not love. So um, the next time I launched, I ended up warning my list, my email list about the launch coming up. But I only left my cart open for a few days because I was like, these people are not goodbye until the last or second last day. And my poor nervous system like cannot handle being open for seven days. And I know people open their cart for longer, but I couldn't do it. And so people still bought. They knew this was the window. I think it was very important for me to warn them that it was going to be a short open. I talked about why it was going to be a short open. Like I'm very open with my email list and my audience. And I was just like, look, this stressed me out last time. But just so you know, put mark your calendars like this is going to open, make a decision. I didn't want to rush anybody with a short open cart, but I also take care of myself, you know, and it was it was too long for me. <laughs> like, oh, so I hyped it up, but the actual cart wasn't open because I don't feel that stress of like no one's buying before the cart's open because no one can buy yet. So hype it up. And then I opened my cart only for like three days. I think I think I did like longer than I want. Like, they just keep getting shorter and shorter. But you get to decide how long you want your cut open. So honestly, what really feels good to me is just leaving things open. So my mastermind is not open all the time. But everything else, like, I'm a little different because I'm a um, graphic designer. So I mostly work with clients one-on-one and as retainer clients, VIP days. So I'm really okay with just consistently emailing my people and making my podcast episodes and reminding people that I'm like, I'm here. And I'm ready for you when you're ready for me. Like, it makes sense for me to do that. Like, sometimes clients leave. I need to fill a spot, whatever, whatever. So I don't do a ton of, like, launches per se. Um, and I do have one small course about making gifts that um, is open all the time. Like, it's just, like, a 50, it's a little, little course. So, um, you know, I can see how if you don't have like an official launch, things like that could start to fade into the background or sort of blend in. So I do think it's important that you have a plan that keeps you accountable to making sure that you're still offering stuff because I can see how it could fall in the background. And if you're not even mentioning what you sell, like I said in the beginning, the whole point of a business is to make money. So maybe special events, flash sales, things like that. So I think the main takeaway is that for me, I had to find the balance between like what worked for me and what worked for my audience. And I would maybe invite you to do the same. If you stress out about launches, you love them, you hate them, like figure out what works for you, but also what sells your stuff. Um, and I, I really feel like the way you can figure that out is by experimenting and trying things out. So, um, yeah, that's my launch lessons. Oh, And if you would like to read those emails that I'm so proud of, you can find them on my blog because I love them so much. I wanted them to live somewhere forever. And so that's at deannaseymour.com slash blog. And they're right there and you can read them. So, okay. 
Thank you so much for listening. You're the best. I loved everything that Deanna shared about experimenting with your launches. And as my other guests have said, be sure to prioritize fun. Having a launch that feels fun is all about learning how to launch your way. That's why I created my Launch Your Way course. In these six modules, you'll learn how to become the hero of your launch story. Launch Your Way will be available to purchase on August 28th of 2023. So be sure to get on my email list at JackieHayes.online so you don't miss its release. Thanks for listening to this podcast miniseries. You can find the show notes and transcripts at JackieHayes.online. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave a review. Until next week, go launch like a superhero.